Welcome back to the Monica Matthew Show. Happy Friday. We made it, you guys. We made it through another week. Life, love, and liberty right here. Wanted to bring someone on today uh, who I consider very special, primarily because she is a female and a single mama just kicking butt, not only in life and in politics, and she stands up for the rights of others globally. And these are very important rights, and she she addresses things from a human rights standpoint that most people don't consider a human right such as the freedom of speech, such as the ability to show up at your uh, school board meeting and not be hauled off by the FBI or other authorities because you actually want to express your opinion and concern regarding your children and what they're being taught and the mandates thereof and whatnot, et cetera, et cetera. You guys know what's going on, and you also know that right now the hotbed of the country, ground zero for all things liberty, have always been and are today Virginia. And so I wanted to bring someone on who I've spent some time with in the past, and I wanted to reintroduce her to you guys uh, because she's running a, a hard race, a, a fast and hard race, but she's she's kicking butt and taking names up there in Virginia in the Congressional 7th of Virginia, Miss Tina Ramirez. Tina, welcome back to my show. Thanks, Monica. It's great to be with you today. Yeah, absolutely. So just a little bit of an introduction here. You know, to me, you're very impressive because you're just, you're on fire and you're a single mama and you're doing it. And you're not afraid to speak up for the rights of others. You shape policy you have for years. You're a former high school teacher. You are a director of an international nonprofit that's preserving human rights. Matter of fact, you just came back from Iraq today. So thank you for taking the time actually to, to sit and tell us what's going on, what your plight is. I know when we first met back in, I believe it was February, you know, your campaign was kind of, you were gearing up for, you know, the, 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 the things that were important to you. And now the whole country seems to have just exploded into this mass chaos. I call it a mass unit that I run over here of, um, of confusion and accusation and complete overlording of all of our systems. And you have just boldly called for the entire body of the, of the, of the, uh, of the board of the school board of Loudoun County to resign. Can you tell us why? Well, I think that, you know, this is obviously ground zero in the fight against critical race theory and these horrible policies that we've seen, not only from just just from, you know, progressive liberals across the country. And so in Loudoun County, it, we, I mean, it's, it's horrifying what happened, but essentially a young woman was raped and uh, the school board was notified. They allowed the student to go to a different school and they didn't do anything about it. And then the the young man went on and raped another child. And when the father tried to stand up at a school board meeting and protest against policies that were going to endanger his child and other students again, um, they treated him like a criminal. They literally treated him like a national security threat. They got the Biden administration to impose these policies that literally led the FBI to treat parents as criminals um, and as a national security threat for simply trying to stand up for their parental rights and protect their children. But the Loudoun County School Board is responsible for um, the, 
the lack of safety of these young women and the children mm -hmm. and the students at those schools. They had a letter from the su superintendent notifying them of these rapes, and they did nothing. Uh, you know, this is completely unconscionable, unacceptable, and every parent should be up in arms over this. This is not acceptable. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and so th this is something that's just come, you know, just full blossom since since we met back in, in the winter. And, oh, yeah. I right? Mean, it's, yeah. It's nuts. It's all over the country. But but you're fighting the fight yeah. there at Ground Zero where you already have such an uphill battle, as far as I can see, not in your candidacy whatsoever, but with regard to the cr absolute crazy lunacy of your election laws in Virginia. I mean, it is mind-blowing to me how much of that has just been completely molested. I mean, how do you prepare, how, how are you preparing to overcome that hurdle that has made it so easy for for uh, you know fraud quote in quote air quotes there uh, for fraud to occur for you know it, it discrepancies all of these all of these things how are you doing to what are you doing to combat that well, well, well I mean across across Virginia we have we have a national we have a statewide race right now we have governor a governor's race and we have local delegate races and so everybody in the party right now is focused on what poll watching, you know, monitoring the elections, making sure that um, everything is, is fair and secure. I mean, that is one of our top priorities right now as a party. And so we're all working together towards that. But I think the real, you know, important thing right here is that we have seen a tidal wave in the suburbs of, of families that are concerned with these progressive liberal policies and are standing up against it. Loudoun County, Virginia, for people that may not know, is is really the, one of the most liberal parts of Virginia, mm -hmm. and it's so much of Virginia has shifted in recent years. And we, and I think Loudoun County epitomizes that, where you just have extremely progressive liberals that are really an extension of Washington D.C. bureaucratic policies um, in Virginia, which don't really represent Virginia. I mean, I live in Central Virginia; they don't represent us, but. They've been pushed on us by these bureaucrats that come and live and work in Washington and live off the system. And and now our children are suffering as a result of it. So, you know, parents earlier this year, well, last year when they shut down our schools, they rose up to try to get our schools back open again. And then, and I wrote an article about this a year ago in the Washington Post saying kids need to carry, carry their funding to schools and, you know, literally have school choice like their back, back. Right, right. I mean, that should be first priority. And then, um, last summer, I started to see not just in Loudoun County, but Fairfax uh, and in Powhatan County, which I grew up in, which is in my seventh district. We started to see this critical race theory junk being pushed in in our in our counties on our students. Where you know, as you mentioned, I'm a single mom, but I'm a, a single parent of a biracial child right. who, in the school districts right now, our children are being taught to see as um, as basically racist right. and as oppressive. They're, you know, Caucasian-looking parents, which is just absurd. That we're teaching children to judge people by the color of their skin, not the content of their character. But that's what's happening. Sure. And it's happening in counties across Virginia. And so in early um, February, right around the time that you and I spoke, the um, up, in, up in Loudoun, there was a Facebook group that was literally a private Facebook group run by school administrators, so publicly paid officials, administrators, and teachers who were who were listing parents' names oh that were critical of critical race theory. So any parent that had opposed these ideas, such as myself, I mean, right. I'm not up in Loudoun County, but I'd opposed it certainly down here right. and written about it, um, 
they were literally trying to dox them. So they were posting their names, their places of work, and they were seeking to, you know, destroy their reputation, you know, force them out of their jobs. I mean, it, it was horrifying what happened and it's criminal. And so of sure. course there's, there is now a criminal lawsuit about that, but this is the kind of thing that started at the beginning of the year. And then as, as parental rights groups started emerging across Loudoun County, which, as I said, is one of the most liberal places in Northern Virginia, parents really started rising up and demanding their rights for their kids. And then as they started seeing what was going on, it wasn't just critical race theory. It was, it was either these different transgender policies they were right. pushing that were then, and other policies that they pushed in the state legislature that didn't allow for proper reporting of of rape, I mean, of, of, of crimes against their children. And so as parents, we are extremely concerned that this is the reality of these progressive liberal policies in our state. And it's not just in Loudoun. These policies are being pushed at every school board across the state. I sure. mean, we've, we've been able to, in Chesterfield County, where I live, which is the largest county in my district, we've been able to, our school board chair um, called for a vote to uh, ban critical race theory in our county. But it, I mean, all of the policies are extremely dangerous. Uh, but what, what's right. happening in Loudoun and with the rape of these of these young women and of the criminalization of parents who are speaking out against it and standing up for their children is is really unconscionable. And that's why we're starting to see the shift in Virginia. And it's you know one of the reasons that we're really hopeful about these elections next um, next week. Right. We, um, I mean, we've got to be fighting for, for our rights as parents. And so that's what we're doing. Absolutely. Good. Well, good for you. And I'm glad to hear that you are a fighter for sure. Now I want to, I want to pivot. So, uh, I just read your piece, uh, in the Hill, a permanent Trump ban has grave implications for global free expression. And in that piece, you say many Facebook users live in societies where they are not free. And the platform may be the first space where they have experienced the freedom to express themselves in a marketplace of ideas and robust public forums where truth claims are vetted, challenged, and accepted or rejected is shrinking. Uh, Globally, you go on to say harassment and other hostilities against people on the basis of their thought, conscience, belief, or expression have been reported in more than 90% of countries. And you're now, you know, you're talking, you've made this a human rights issue and I love it because no one sees (laughs) it that way, Tina. Explain what you, gosh, you just got back from Iraq for God's sakes, we know how oppressive it can be there, particularly with expression. We see what's happening here. You're being, it's, you know, I hate that the president was, was lobbed off of, of the platform, but you know what? Glory to God. He seems to have his, his own vision on track. And now we're going to have truth coming out here soon, which I'm very pleased with. But all of that aside, I mean, we have a real fight on our hands and this is a matter of human rights. Whenever you are suppressed, where are we going in this country? Where do you see this taking us from where you've been? I mean, I think it's been become very clear to Americans over the last year that cyber censorship really is the newest frontier for human rights violations and for restrictions on their individual rights and liberties. I mean, if it's our freedom of expression is at stake right now because, you know, social media is really the main vehicle for information. It's not, you know, you don't sit at home and watch, you know, the TV news anymore or, I mean, it's, that is the vehicle for information. And so we're, we're starting to see that the attacks on our ability to speak freely and not have our, um, ideas censored, right. um, filtered, uh, you know, predetermined by algorithms and other things that are happening, you know, by Facebook um, algorithmic boards and every, et cetera. It, it's really concerning because sure. people are not getting 
accurate information. We're not even able to to share our ideas. We saw actually as a campaign in the last few months that uh, we we had a specific post that went viral. It reached over 17 million people, and it was just a simple post that said, "How much are you paying for gas?" Hashtag Biden economy. Right. And there was, I guess, it was extremely controversial because the liberals thought, "Well, no, Biden's not in charge of the gas prices." But we all know his failed policies have absolutely impacted gas prices. And so it, it was, it, it went viral. Um, right. There's over a million comments um, and shares. I mean, it was, it was huge, but then Facebook started actually suppressing our reach because of that. And so it, they are absolutely censoring uh, conservative voices right. and we're seeing that. And so we're, we're having to find other vehicles. But as you mentioned, I was just in Iraq and one of the people that I was with there I mean, and I hear this all the time, but it was just reinforced once again, said to me, you know, social media is our ability to have a voice. Like we don't have a voice in our society, but we know through social media, we can have one. Right. And it, that is really the standard for any free society. Do you have a free marketplace of ideas? And when that free marketplace of ideas, like them or not, is suppressed, and when you can't have diversity of thought and opinion, you, you do not have a free pluralistic society anymore. And then that means that America, as we know it, doesn't exist because America, you know, is is predicated upon this idea that we, I mean, that freedom of speech, sure. freedom of opinion, freedom of worship. I mean, those are our fundamental first 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 rights, our first freedoms. And so, without that, you know, we don't have the foundation that people have looked to as a beacon of hope in the world. And right. and uh, when I was there, it was, um, yeah, I've been saying this for a few months now since really since Afghanistan, but even before that with Cuba and America turning our back on literally every sure. um, situation in the world where we are abdicating our leadership, our, you know, our leadership on freedom of speech, on freedom of worship, on caring about our, our own American citizens, you right. getting left behind in countries. We've abdicated. We didn't stand up when Cuba was, was attacking peaceful demonstrators. We didn't, we've, we've just abdicated our voice on everything. And so now what's happening is that authoritarian regimes are filling that void in that space because America is not um, leading in the free world right now under the Biden administration. And that's become very obvious. So even when I was in Iraq, the leaders there were, were telling me that they were saying like, we don't trust America anymore. Where is America? Because under this administration, they feel like we will just abandon them and turn our back on them. And that's, that's tragic because that's not the America that I know and love. Um, and they know that when I'm there and representing us. But, yeah. but that's, the, that's the America that Biden represents right now. And, you know, it, it's far worse than the Carter administration. Um, but their attacks on our civil liberties, our freedom of expression uh, in the public space are very severe. And that's what really motivated me to run for Congress this time was that these are things I've fought against all over the world as a human rights expert. I mean, I've written an encyclopedia of human rights in the United States. So this is something that I'm an expert in and, and can defend. And so to see that those rights are slipping away here and that, you know, typically liberals welcomed the public marketplace ideas, but to see them shutting it down too, it's just very concerning. Of course. So we've got to stand up against it because I see what happens when people don't have the ability to speak or when speaking is a life and death reality for them That's right. and they risk their life just to do it. You know, we don't want to get to that place, but it's a slippery slope and it can happen very quickly as we've seen in many countries around the world. So it's, it's a freedom that we've got to stand up for. And I don't care if I agree with what you say or not, That's right. your ability to say something that I disagree with is just as 
fundamentally important as your ability to say something I agree with. Yeah. Amen. So. I, I could not have nothing to add to that. <laughs> that was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. And you are absolutely, uh, you know, just a, an expert in this and in many things. And I, and I want to thank you for your fortitude and for your courage, uh, your tenacity, sure. all those things, you know, that make up uh, great Americans. And this is very important. I tell people to just get involved and stay involved and keep speaking and keep showing up at your meetings and keep, you know, keep up with the bravery and stand keep standing, you know, like submit yourself to God, resist the devil, resist oppression, resist it while you can, you know, and it is risky. It is risky right now as a truth speaker. It is very risky to speak the truth, but it will only get worse if we continue to surrender. So Tina, where can people go to find out all about you and your campaign? Yeah, and thank you, Monica, for that. I, I agree with you. You know, we either stand up and speak together or we will be picked off one by one. And so seeing what these parents and teacher parents and students have been doing up in Loudoun County and in Fairfax County and in Powhatan and other parts of my district has been very inspirational. And so I, I just encourage any parent out there, anyone involved in the community to go and speak at a board meeting. Every one of you have a say and have a role and a right. I mean, you pay into the system and, you know, it, it is yours to, to direct the school board to, um, it, to be accountable to. So right. Right. please get involved. And if you'd like to get involved in the campaign, it is at tinaramirez.com. And the district that I'm running in, the seventh congressional district of Virginia is really one of the most important seats to win back in 22 in order to win back the house and get rid of Nancy Pelosi. So, the woman that I'm running against, Abigail Spamberger, took more money than anyone else in the country, more than even Nancy Pelosi from the teachers unions. Mm. And these are the same teachers unions that have been literally ter- handing parents over to the FBI and calling them a national security threat. Right. So we have got to stand up to sure. these, I mean, it, 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 these authoritarians within our own society. We have to. Yeah. And so I just would appreciate any support. If people want to sign up for our email list or financially support the campaign, everything, any little bit that you do matters. So thank you. Absolutely. You're welcome. And God bless you and God bless your efforts. Thank you very much. Get some rest. We'll have you back on. Okay. Thanks, I appreciate Monica. You, Take All care. Right. You too. Bye-bye. All right, guys. So there you have it. You've got what a mess. <laughs> I mean, what a mess is going on up there. Where this, the, These people should not only resign, they should be criminally uh, charged for covering up sexual abuses as people who are holding office. I mean, as leaders, this is unbelievable what is occurring for most of us anyway, who have a conscience. It is unbelievable. I got You know, I, I gotta, I kind of want to circle back. I know, forgive me uh, to the, to this, to this human rights violation. Do you understand that God said that you have a right to think and to feel and to be and to believe and to express and to worship? And it really shouldn't surprise us when we see the enemy of liberty in the spiritual sense rising because he said that he would exalt his throne above God's. And so when we see this type of behavior, 
in the earth. And we see this manifesting through people and policy and procedures and, uh, and national security apparatuses and all of the, the infrastructure of this country that we hold so dear, right? All of our institutions, all the decency and order. When we see these things under this barrage of an assault, I, I, I used to say politically and jokingly, and I still do because you can, you can, there, there's certain things that motivate humans, right? And money, mammon is a big one. So I always say, follow the money, right? Follow the money. But there's more to it sometimes than money. Money may be at the root. It could be avarice, but mammon could be at the root of it, but how it manifests and following all that, the, the different, the labyrinth, right? Uh, of this diseased world that we live in that is wanting to suck us into this globalist vacuum right now as a nation. Because if our light goes out, as she just expressed, and she would know, she has, she has championed human rights and is an expert in human rights across the globe in some of the most oppressive regions on the planet. And what a bridge builder, right? What a gift to be able to build bridges to restore people's humanity, their God-given birthright, to be able to worship and to express. Whenever you see this vacuum created, and, and you are tempted to follow the money train and trail, and you can and you should, you got to know it is much more than money. It is because it is for the fight of God's creation. At its rudimentary level, that's what this is. It is a fight for you. It is. It's a fight for you because you were created in God's image and likeness. And so all of these social constructs and all these feelings and all of the secularism and humanism, all these things that converge to ultimately annihilate decent society, a civilized society of freedom. I, I beg of you not to let your heart be troubled by it, but to let your resolve be solid, immovable, immutable. Let your resolve as an American citizen who values liberty and justice for all, let that be immutable. Commit yourself to that and teach your children. Teach your children. How many times have we seen across the globe people imprisoned on on death row Tina has worked directly, her, her organization has worked directly with people who have been sentenced to death for apostasy, for speaking out against a belief system that they simply did not subscribe to. And we're getting to a point in this country where you're not going to be allowed to have any kind of belief. It should not surprise us also that the God of academia is rising up and pounding sand because how many years have we worshiped at the altar of knowledge at the expense of our first love and the knowledge of God and his reverence. How much, how often and how long have we done that? 
We can't wait to shove our kids into a four-year institution to pay for a college debt that no one can even afford. It is insane. And now we realize, haha, the veil has been pulled back and we see where our kids have been indoctrinated. Now you're actually getting to see it on a local level, on a on a on an elementary level, for gosh sakes. You have six-year-olds learning about things that they should never have their minds molested by at this age. They have a right to their innocence. That is another human rights violation. That is the foundation of our human right is our innocence. So I cannot impress upon you enough to support candidates like Tina Ramirez. I'm not even in Virginia. I love Virginia. I've spent a lot of time in Virginia in the past year. I'm going back next week uh, to help with things going on in their election. So I'm very excited to continue helping uh, in their efforts. And, and you guys need to pray for Virginia. We, we've got some interesting things going on in Virginia that I'm not even sure that I'm supposed to talk about yet, <laughs> but we, we have, especially in school boards, right? But we just, we have some very interesting things occurring. So for those of you who are praying for God shifts, keep praying because it's happening And we address this entire struggle first in the spirit. And then God works through people just like Tina and many others who are fighting for your liberty and mine and for the liberty of the world, quite honestly. He works through them in order to continue to curate our liberty, right? So please go to tinaramirez.com. And donate, sign up, support, send letters of encouragement, follow her on Twitter, follow her wherever she is on social media. Very important. Retweet her stuff. Encourage, encourage, encourage. She is a prolific writer. Uh, I mean, just her literature is outstanding. You will not walk away. You'll you'll not walk away dumber for it. I can tell you that, which I cannot say a lot for some of the... (laughs) I can't say that for a lot of the folks are out there these days, but uh, Tina is a clearly a very astute individual and uh, and is fighting hard. So the Democrats uh, support they cross pollinate across states, across countries. Right? We've seen that, and so that's why I encourage my audience to do the same exact thing. There are no laws against you donating to a candidate outside of your district. So. Virginia's always in the fight. They never get a break from an election cycle. So I want you to support, support, support. I'm also supporting uh, Glenn Youngkin for his candidacy in Virginia. And when I say support, I'm doing so vocally. So aligning with people who are aligning with freedom. That's what this show is all about. Okay, so I'm going to leave you on that note for Friday. Last night we talked about dating and the DOJ and weaponization and craziness. Uh, But I'm going to leave you with this because this should encourage you. It should empower you for the weekend and for the week coming up. Go check out her website. You'll be empowered even more. Check out all of her literature. It's just, you'll, I'm telling you, you'll be smarter for it. Okay. Be good to your neighbor, beginning in your own mirror. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. 